welcome welcome back to jesus in my 20s i am so so excited that you are back for another episode i'm so grateful to god for sending you here to listen again to the revelation that holy spirit is teaching us which are so important before i announce the topic for episode four i want to give a quick recap of episode one two and three so in episode one i shared my salvation testimony of how God saved me and then in episode two we got to learn about the names of Jesus Christ what do those two things mean and we learned about the prophecies that have been fulfilled since the time of Jesus prophecies that were given before he was born and how they were fulfilled when he came to this earth I encourage you to go back and listen and in episode three we dig we dug deep into to one of the meanings of the names of Jesus which means savior and in his name it says he will save us from sin so in episode 3 we went deep into what sin means we talked about the origin of sin we talked about the characteristics of sin we talked about the consequences of sin and in the end the episode that was a little bit heavy because we found out that the wages of sin is death in Romans chapter 6:23 that's what it tells us that when you sin you die so it was a bit you know heavy to conclude the episode but in this episode in episode four we are going to talk about the cure for sin there is always a solution and this episode is going to bring a lot of hope a lot of life to you so let's dive right in so in hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 we see a word that says that there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood so without the shedding of blood there is no remission for sin and remission basically means canceling erasing so this word is telling us that unless there is the shedding of blood sin cannot be canceled whether it's small whether it's big sin will be there and you will demand that death comes spiritual death physical death unless it is canceled out by the shedding of blood sin remains so we automatically see that the cure for sin is the shedding of blood i know i know this is not what you thought <laughs> but this is how god has has um, made things to be and we see that in the old testament that god gave the law to moses about 600 and above for people to follow to become holy to God. Holy means set apart for God. And God told them that I am holy. So you must also be holy. And for human beings like us to be holy, we have to follow over 600 laws. And you can go back to Deuteronomy chapter 12, 227, 15 chapters in their entirety, where Moses lays down again the law of God and covers it one by one. And he tells the Israelites, you must follow this. And in Deuteronomy chapter 27, 26, he tells that, that even if you break one law, you're guilty of breaking the whole law. And he tells them, if you obey the law, you will have blessings. If you disobey the law, there will be a curse. So God laid out the law. And in episode three, we discovered that the meaning of sin is lawlessness. It's breaching the law. So anytime you go against these commands, these laws that were given, over 600 of them, you're guilty of breaking all of them. And that demands that you die. 
unless there is the shedding of blood. And when I was in prayer this morning, God actually gave me such a deep revelation. He compared this to Genesis. As you remember, in episode three, we talked about, you know, the fall of man. But before the fall of man happened, man lived in the presence of the Lord, Adam and Eve. They were cultivating the land. God would walk by in the cool of the evening. They were in communion, in fellowship with God. And when they were so close to God, he gave them one rule. In Genesis 2.17, he told them, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One rule. That was it. That was it that they had to follow. So you compare this to the Old Testament where we see Moses giving the law to the Israelites, over 600 things to follow. And what is the difference? One group, Adam and Eve, were in the presence of the Lord. One group had been separated from the presence of the Lord. The fall of man had happened. And in both groups, communion with the Lord requires holiness. But because these two people, Adam and Eve, were in holiness in communion with God, only one law had to be followed. But these other groups of people wanted to you know, God wanted to be in communion with them, but they, they had this fallen nature on themselves. So over 600 laws had to follow. And we can compare it to our lives today. Unless you're in the presence of the Lord, unless you're in communion with the Lord, you will have many things that you will have to follow. But when God comes to you, he gives you his holiness. And you don't even have to count how many laws you have to follow. The presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit will show you what you need to follow and sin will begin to fall off of you. But I want to cover that in a, in a future episode where we'll talk about how to live sin-free. Yes, we've been called to live sin-free. So back to the Old Testament. So we can see that there were over 600 laws to follow. And if you break one of them, you're responsible for breaking all of them. You know, many times in the Old Testament, Moses would tell people, purge evil. People will be stoned to death for committing sin. Yes, it's very different from today where people sin and they don't think there are consequences. But as we covered in episode three, sin always brings a curse. Sin has consequences. They may not appear today, but they will appear eventually. So in Leviticus chapter 4, there is a description of how the shedding of blood happened so that people could be forgiven. You know, bulls, goats, lamb, doves, pigeons would be sacrificed. And if you go back to Leviticus chapter 429, you can see the process where the person who sinned would actually put their hands on the animal as the animal is being sacrificed. Then the priest who was ordained and called by God would take the blood and put it on the altar of God. And that person's sin will be said to be atoned for. And atoned means to appear, to meet the law that God has set forth. So when people would sin, they would have to go through this process to be cleansed and to be forgiven. Then in Leviticus chapter 15 to 16, we see something else called the Day of Atonement. Only one person that God had chosen, this was not just a priest, it would have to be a high priest, would go and appear before the Lord once a year. There was a veil that separated 
the holy of holies from any other place and this would take place in something that was called a tabernacle so god when god dwells on earth he doesn't dwell like you know common people like us he needs a, a place that respects his holiness that can cater to his holiness and his presence because the presence of the lord is very holy that if something goes wrong people die i remember reading one time that people looked directly to the ark of the covenant of god which was the the symbol of the presence of the lord with the israel's people and when they looked directly they died yes that's how holy god is so he had given instructions to moses to build a tabernacle to copy the presence how the presence of the lord dwells in heaven and that copy was given to moses to have that same thing on earth and the tabernacle had different rooms the furthest room was the holy of holies and that's where the ark of the covenant of god was kept that's where the presence of the lord was kept and one person per year was allowed to go inside and he would go in to atone for the for his sins and for the sins of his people so he will burn incense he will you know bring blood and put it on the mercy seat of the ark of the covenant and the sins of people would be forgiven including himself so as you know this is not the same thing that we do today we do not shed blood from animals to be forgiven of our sins today we have another process and i want to see <laughs> do you know what that is and hallelujah that god made a plan for us to be redeemed not by the blood of bulls and goats and sheep but by the blood of one lamb and we're going to cover that today so in revelation chapter 13 verse 8 it says that all the inhabitants of the earth will fall down in adoration and pay him homage everyone whose name has not been recorded in the book of life of the lamb that was slain in sacrifice from the foundation of the world hallelujah i feel like jumping guys so we see that since the foundation of the world before you and i were created hallelujah there was a lamb that was slain and if you've been following along you know that when a lamb is being sacrificed it's blood it's atoning for something you know for your sins for the sins of people and in this process God from the foundation of the world he slain a lamb and we're going to discover the identity of this lamb in Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 it says that this mystery was kept hidden for ages and generations and now it's been disclosed to the Lord's people do you know what this mystery is follow along let's go in 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 10 to 12 it says in amplified version regarding this salvation the prophet who prophesied about the grace of God that was intended for you searched carefully and inquired about this future way of salvation seeking to find out what person or what time the spirit of Christ within them was indicating as if foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glories the 
destined to follow. It was revealed to them that their sacrifice, that, that their services, their prophecies regarding grace were not meant for themselves and their time, but for you. In these things, the death, resurrection, and glorification of Jesus Christ, which have now been told to you by those who preach the gospel to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was sent from heaven into these things, even the angels long to look. Oh my God, this is a mouthful. I want to praise God right now that you and I are the generation that, that have a future way of salvation. It says that the prophets, the people of God in the Old Testament, were searching intently. They wanted to know. They wanted to find out this new way of salvation. When is it going to show up? Then they understood, oh, it's not in our lifetime. It's in the future. And you and I, my brothers and sisters, we are the recipient of this grace. We are the recipient of God's plan of redemption that was set from the foundation of the world. It was a mystery that God kept hidden for ages. And then in the end of this verse, it says that into these things, even the angels long to look. This was a plan of salvation that even the angels did not know about. This is, was a new way for God to redeem his people. It was not a way where goats and bulls and sheep, you know, they had to die. No, it was a better way to redeem his people. Can I get an amen that the blood of Jesus Christ speaks a better word? Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 3 to 7, it says, But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It's talking about the Day of Atonement that we just covered, where sacrifices were given every year, and it was an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Can somebody agree? No matter how many bulls and goats were sacrificed, that blood did not take away the sins of the people. People kept sinning and sinning. And then Christ came into the world. This is our Savior. Hallelujah. And he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. He's referring to God. He's saying, God, sacrifices and offering you did not desire, but you prepared a body for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. These sin offerings that were being given to God, he was not pleased with them. Then Christ said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will. My God, Christ was written in the scroll that he, that he was the lamb that was going to be slain for the people to be saved from sin. And Christ came and said, I have come to do your will. God had prepared a body for him. And God was not pleased with the blood of bulls and goats and sheep. No, because God desired for his people to change and to change permanently. He didn't desire for people just to have blood that covered their sin for this year and then next year they keep on sinning. Hallelujah. And in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24 to 7 it says, For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only the copy of the true one. This means that Christ was not coming into a tabernacle on this earth. The bulls and the goats were sacrificed in a sanctuary made with human hands. It was, it was a sanctuary, a tabernacle that was made with people's hands. But Christ did not enter there to be sacrificed. His blood was not slain in the tabernacle on earth. It says he entered heaven itself to appear in God's presence. The blood of Jesus that saved us was not on earth. It was in heaven. The blood of Jesus entered in God's presence. And he said, 
he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again the way the priest entered the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own so the the high priest would go into the holy of holies every year with blood from animals to atone for the sins of his people and of himself but it says no we have a different high priest jesus he did not enter to be sacrificed over and over again and he did not enter to offer blood that it was not his own jesus christ offered his own blood and it says otherwise christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world but he has appeared once and for all for the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself oh my goodness i hope you are getting it and this is hitting you as deep as it is hitting me it's saying that the blood of the goats and the sheep could not take away the sins of the people it was a means to atone for the wrath of god it was a means to give life to people for that moment but the blood of jesus christ the son of the living god his blood spoke a different word a different promise it said that it entered heaven itself it did not enter a tabernacle on earth it entered heaven itself and then jesus went with his own blood in god's presence and it says that he did not even need to be sacrificed over and over again he was not a bull or a sheep or a goat that had to be sacrificed year after year as people sin yeah no he was only sacrificed once do you realize how powerful the blood of Jesus is to cure your sins? And he took on everybody's sin and he went he did away with sin. He stopped sin. He put an end to sin. I want you to rejoice right now as you are in a new covenant that God has given us that we don't even have to remember all these laws. God gave a promise and says, "I will write my law on their hearts and on their minds." minds hallelujah oh my goodness guys this this is a plan of salvation that angels look to long to look into this was a plan of salvation that the prophets long to look into and you and i my brothers and sisters we are the recipient of the greatest gift of all time i want you to rejoice that the cure for your sin was not the blood of bulls and sheep and goats it was the blood of the son of god himself hallelujah and i want to end with this verse that you will continue to meditate on in john chapter 3 verse 16 as most of you know this verse i want you to join me as we repeat this greatest promise it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life hallelujah oh hallelujah guys we are so loved the love of god runs deep that he would give his only begotten son that you and i may be cured from the bondage the slavery of this fallen nature of this sin that we may be set free that we may not perish but have everlasting life the blood of jesus carried so many promises for you and i for you and i my brothers and sisters and the only requirement is for you to believe to 
to be that's it believe believe in him and you will not perish you will have everlasting life i want to pray for you right now that if you have not accepted jesus christ as your lord and as your savior if you have not understood the sacrifice that was given if you're still struggling to see god's love put up your hand let's pray that the mighty god the almighty god the all loving god will touch you right now and start your heart to know him more and to love him and to believe in him and to receive this greatest gift of all time it's so simple but yet so profound it's so simple but yet so powerful but god is like that he uses the foolish things to confound the wise that's how god is you may see this thing and not understand how profound it is but i want you to believe regardless i want you to accept in your heart that jesus christ died for you died for your sins and that came from the love of the father unto you who shows no favoritism hallelujah hallelujah guys this is so profound i'm loving this i want you to join me in our next episode that when you find out the cure of sin what is your next step what is your next step and how did this all take place we're going to learn and dive deep and just continue to meditate on this word how loved you are how cared for you are may god bless you so much this is jesus in my 20s podcast with your host pacific mugawo